You are listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. One of Us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions. With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time-consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at $2, $5, $10, or $25 and get a ton of bonus content. We do accept pitches for audio-based or banner ads, but on a case-by-case basis. If you are interested in that, contact us at oneofusnet at gmail.com. One of Us needs and appreciates all your support. Hi, everybody out there in One of Us world. This is Matt Foster. And I'm Trevor Teacherheo. You may have heard one, the other, or both of us on Screener Squad. Or maybe you heard neither of us. That's not helpful. You can atone if you've heard neither of us by listening to Screener Squad or by catching our show, the Nighthawks podcast. Oh, good save. Yeah, take a seat in the Nighthawks diner with us. Get ready to get to the granular grist of the movies we love. And sometimes the movies we like really hard. You can find us on Spotify, Audible, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, and always at nighthawkspodcast.com. know how a animated show as crazy as rick and morty can keep continuity up they've been doing it for five seasons with the most elaborate plot lines since basically since futurama did time travel and basically had mit professors come out there and map out how time travel works and yet i'm still here at one of us going why hasn't chris let me do the greater continuity of the one of us universe he keeps telling me i'd have to edit it and that stops me but thankfully, I have Bradley here. I can trick to do that. I mean, sorry. Uh, I have Bradley here with Elliot and Melina to help me discuss it. Hello. <laughs> Hello there. Hey, hey. Kind of just rambled into that one because it kind of feels like what this season of Rick and Morty is, in my opinion, at least. We're at season five at this point. And this season feels a little more disconnected to me than the others. Um, it still is kind of in the same general timeline of all of that. I feel like trying to describe the Rick and Morty timeline, if you're not a fan just makes you sound like you took mushrooms before you started talking. So I don't know how you're supposed to describe that, but we're following Rick and his family with his sidekick and grandson Morty who go on adventures, sometimes with Summer, sometimes taking his much maligned son-in-law or daughter with him, Jerry and Beth. And that's kind of the best way I can lead into it. If you haven't seen Rick and Morty, I wouldn't jump in here, but... What do you guys think so far? Am I am I overly selling that this season's a little bit? No, yeah, I don't think so. I don't think there's a single thing that we could say that has not already been dissected to a microscopic level on Reddit. So, <laughs> in a way, I'm like, I don't know what else I can possibly add that hasn't already been stated. But yeah, I think that if someone were to come to me and said that they got introduced to this show with this season, and they said this is crass and stupid and just like relies on gross out humor this i think would be the first season where i couldn't disagree with them on that well i prefer the random wackiness to any through lines that they've set up i mean they have touches here and there but you're right there isn't any kind of continuity in this until the two-parter season finale which is actually two episodes and even the continuity and that is just so freaking silly and bizarre and i'm already giggling about it thinking of it but this season unfortunately does have the worst episode of Rick and Morty in it. I guess two of them, actually. <laughs> we don't even have to say what it is. Right. <laughs> I, I'm actually not sure I know which one I would call the worst of Rick and Morty. So, 
I'm at least interested. They have some of the weirdest episodes, and that's saying something. I think they've written, like, Rick Dependent Spray might be the most absurd idea I think they could have come up with. Generally, I'm okay with that episode because it's crazy. I don't think I like as much as the internet does kind of where that one ends, which does have its own continuity later in this season, which I appreciate. But yeah, like people were following over themselves to praise that for being stupid and crazy and how much they love that continuity thing. And I just like, it's a stretch. Like it's an episode that takes the most Morty's a teenager joke they can do and takes it wild. Well, I didn't even understand that that's what they were implying until it was spelled out for me because maybe I'm too old and over the hill. But oh, hey, this is what we used to inject the horse with semen. And then Morty's staring at it longingly. And I swear, guys, I'm sitting there like, what? I don't get it. Why is he why is he fascinated by this? And then they spell it out for me and I was just disturbed. Wow. Probably not to be crass, but you've been using your spoon to make kids for far too long. That's your problem. Far do, too many of those. Do people Jesus. use machines for that when Morty's got game? I don't even I don't. Does I'm, he not? He's not 14. He's 14. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're not thinking with yeah. this oh head gosh. when you're that age, but no, I mean that was one of those where I was like, am I Fair. I was like am I just hmm. Am I young or am I just a pervert? But I'm like, I do totally understand where they're going with with this. And it's even going as far as Rick and Morty can go. Even that, I was just like, okay. I'm in for a penny and for a pound with this, but I am still so uncomfortable watching this. And Mm -hmm. not in a way that is fun or, I think, weaking and nodding at you. It really just kind of felt like, let's just push this as gross as we possibly can and then... Hopefully our audience will will find a way to like it. And I was like, I, it could be gross, but still funny. But it's just not funny. Yeah, and the Blaziken uh, joke, I don't think really landed. At least for me, I'm sure some people got some joy out of it. It almost put me back with the weird chuds thing that was so out of left field for that episode. And then yeah, just and that's like a high point for me in this season for like the early half because I'm like, this is just at least they yeah. went crazy. Like I can at least praise that because that one stands out in memory. And I think in, as far as the early episodes, I'm like, I don't think any of them are bad. Even the most controversial episodes, I don't think they're bad. I just don't think that they're particularly strong. They really just feel like filler, and they just they throw in a bunch of shock humor to make you think it's more clever than it is. Yeah, there's an episode, I don't remember the name, but basically the whole episode is different versions of the whole family getting killed. That was, for me, that was probably, it's probably the weakest episode of the entire series, just because it was, it just felt incredibly lazily written. And I remember watching that episode thinking, wow, this is a show that a couple of years ago, I would run home to watch a new, you know, if there was a new episode, it's all I could think about. And now I've got like, you know, three in my back catalog that I've got to watch. I used to absolutely love the shit out of the show and I, you know, I still do, but this was a really rough season. Uh, with a lot of filler for me. I like the Mortyplicity episode, especially when Jerry... I actually like that one, too, because yeah. yeah. I just rewatched it, <laughs> and I was like, I, oh, I like this better the second time around. It would have been a better season opener, in my opinion, to be leading you in, like, everybody's all excited to see this new season, and it would have been the perfect, this, you know, Rick and Morty, huh, gotcha, you, you thought we were going to be something smart, but we instead just said, fuck you, for one episode, and it would have been a great season opener. That's what Rick and Morty would have done, I feel like in other seasons, that's like the second one after a really odd one that's just more like we need to deal with Morty's relationship stuff and 
never really does much with that. Like, even the end of that episode puts Rick supposedly in a hard spot at the end, and it doesn't re- really do anything with that. And that's a lot of the season. Like, the most continuity we get for most of it is the joke that comes from that Rick Dependent spray, but also we get more of the president, which the president is some of the harder, weird continuity they've had in, what, season three, uh, where it's Keith David playing basically crazy Barack Obama, <laughs> and it's one of the weirdest president episodes they've done as well. And actually, I did like that one as well. Uh, the, thanks- the Thanksgiving one randomly on a summer season of the show harsh on people who enlist though don't you think (laughs) i i I think i think it knows that i think it's i think it's got its tongue firmly in its cheek it's not really it's not really a critique so much as it's just a riff yeah that's true i mean the meanest joke in that i won't spoil it was actually about us and how society views veterans at all and that actually hurt my feelings a little bit but i'm glad it was in there I've tried to speak vague without spoiling. There's a good joke that I'll, I'll mention they used in advertising, so I feel yeah. okay doing it, where it's like, crazy shit's just happening, the soldiers just go, hey, do you think we've done enough now for college credit? Let's get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, yep, that's that's a good military joke for the GI Bill. I appreciate that one. All right, one, I'm thinking the president's actually been in, introduced in season one, hasn't he, in the Get Swifty episode, where the giant heads want you to show me what you got. I think, season season two. Two. I think that was season two. Yeah. Oh, that's a great um, episode. But no, the, the president is definitely in this one more recurring than he's ever been. And I liked that they did that. It's Keith David and he's yeah. so good at it. It's a great character. I love how there's just this love hate relationship that's constantly ongoing between him and Rick. They're codependent to a certain degree. I can't stand you, but I don't know what I would do without you. Yeah. And Summer and a Secret Service agent both pointed out is pretty funny. And the points that just keep coming up in that episode where everybody just keeps saying to Rick and to the president, why basically just why don't you two just fuck already? <laughs> and I'm like, yep. <laughs> pretty much. Christ. Uh, I, I think my least favorite might be the Gotron Jerry Sis Rick Vangelion one. I'm like, if that one just felt all over the place. They tried to pull back in some continuity, but it just never felt like it hit for me. Like, it just felt like it was trying to do too many jokes. It was trying to do, like, the Mafia movie narration episode of Community, which, that one's a great episode, and I only referenced that from Community because, of course, we all know who's making the show. <laughs> that one, I felt like, was the most disconnected from any continuity, even when it tried to bring it back in. And while it was fun that they made an earlier episode make some more worth value to the season, I didn't care for that episode really at all i just kind of got really distracted throughout all that episode yeah i think that for me was also the weakest there's still funny jokes in it but i was just like i don't really understand why this is here you could argue that it's an it's an exploration of fandom going too far but even so i was like why are we even doing that it just doesn't feel like it it, it just feels like it's them buying time until they can get, actually get to another episode where it seems like they actually really put in a lot of work yeah they did yeah because they uh, they did a much better anime parody in the finale of this season yeah (laughs) yeah i was thinking is this gotron where the gophers supposed to be about consumers or the ferrets ferrets Ferrets. go ferrets yeah ferrets gotron Gotron ferrets ferrets, which i'm laughing about but i love anime like that and if you don't get the in joke i guess it doesn't even make sense i thought it was pretty weak as well in other words so if you're not already in on the joke, then it feels like it's not even talking to you. As someone who likes anime, but I'm definitely not as deep into it as that is that episode's clearly referencing. I was like, this just as like even if I'm not an insider, it's just it it doesn't even work on a comedy level that well. 
Like, oh, we need a giant robot to fight kaiju. All right, let's do it. Yeah, fight kaiju. And I guess that's the joke. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I think one of the strongest funny jokes in that episode might even just be the post credit scene, where it's just like, hey, what actually goes on with these giant insects that keep showing up? And like the explanation of that one is, yep, that's the type of dark humor this episode never really hit. There's supposed to be like who they're taking these ferrets from is supposed to be a through line in this episode. And it never feels like that has any teeth or value. And I guess the, the point was supposed to be there's a small part of the season that's the, kind of a focus on... I feel like giving Summer more story because Summer has that in some other seasons, but kind of has lost that where it's like, no, Summer's got stuff going on. Summer's becoming kind of an adult because there's a lot more like talking about sex and trying to get laid and stuff from Summer. This one was like, yeah, clearly Summer's realized like I don't have relationships that don't do anything and don't really connect with people. And I feel like that's a good through line, even in some of the weirder episodes in this season, they bring a lot of that up. Um, I, I will go back to the Rick Dependent spray. There's one of the funniest lines in there where Beth just turns to Summer and says, welcome to being a woman. And you became one today when she gets ignored I'm like that's that's the type of through line for like this for this show about the kids getting older and learning and adapting is yeah life sucks and that's how you become a grown-up and that that's the through line i think has worked through most of the season but it's not a focus you have to really actually be paying attention like we do for like critically analyzing the show or or like the nerds who are over obsessed with this being the smartest show on television might pick up but you know sometimes i think most people watch the show wanting just be entertained and not have to dig even if they even if this is a show that's good for digging and that's something i felt like i had to really look for well i i do think one of my favorite things about the show is that it, it's much more intelligent than i think like than you can initially grasp i think that you know having watched the show over and over and over again at this point yeah it's like there are some incredibly deep themes that you do have to dig through and you do have to rewatch it i think in order to kind of grasp exactly what they're saying the other thing that I love is that there is this subtle evolution of these characters where Morty over time is becoming far less confident. He's far less, he cares far less about pleasing Rick. Whereas Summer, she is starting to double down on pleasing Rick because of her own insecurity. And I think that, yeah, if you rewatch a couple of the episodes, like especially the weirder ones this season, that is there. And I think that they do a good job at it. It's just that really at the end of the day, I'm like, this is supposed to be a comedy. And I feel like in this season, especially what makes it the weakest by far is that just the comedy itself just doesn't really work as well as it has in the past seasons. You agree with that? I think overall the strongest, especially for long-term fans of the series, probably is going to be the last three episodes because those really get to the heart of the characters the most. Uh, the uh, third to last episode, uh, Return of Friendshine of the Spotless Mort is weirdly deep it doesn't always click with how they're trying to make their metaphors and going through you know mind stuff there but what they're trying to get to and how they play with some of that is some of like their more strong stuff that they do it feels a lot more like previous seasons in my opinion and it is kind of the start of rolling up to more understanding about these characters than we've had before in their backstories and also Getting to understand how Rick has really come back around on himself from where we knew him at the beginning, which gets really more and more apparent in the next two episodes. And it's I definitely think those three, like if you're a big Rick and Morty fan, you got like turned off early in the season. 
I'm definitely going to say come back for at least those three, and I think you'll uh, you'll probably at least end a little bit happier and at least interested in seeing the next season if you were uninterested or disinterested from uh, the earlier half. Now, Elliot, you said earlier you think that this season might have jumped the shark. Are you able to elaborate on that without spoilers? <clears throat> yeah, I mean, there's just stuff that you are shown in the final episode that's like, ooh, I don't know if we need to see this and i don't know if having seen it now sort of alters the show in a way like the cat's out of the bag for some things and it's like uh, this isn't the simpsons where we can just forget everything you know that happened last week it did have a sense of was this dragged out of royland and does harman also work on this show yeah was this pulled out of them because the fans are begging for it i didn't hate it at all by the way and i I think the scheme if you can even call it that, of why what was transpiring happened was fun and weird and sciency. The revelations about certain characters I could easily do without because honestly, I don't care why certain characters are a certain way. I enjoy them as they are, as we should all enjoy each other. You know, there's no need to dig up people's laundry to make them seem more deep and complex. A complaint I think Rick has made about the show since season one. You know, that meta commentary of, oh, what, what, you want to know my backstory so I seem more sympathetic? And I'm like, yeah, you tell them, Rick. That's a stupid reason to sympathize with someone. I don't know. Maybe I agree with you on this a bit, Elliot. I think I'm apart from you guys on that. I really, I loved the last three episodes, especially that last, I the actually the last two episodes are a two-parter finale. So the right. second part of that finale, I actually thought was brilliant. I was like, this is what I love about Rick and Morty when it just totally blindsides you with how smart it actually can be. And what I loved about that was I think that arc has been there this whole time where they've just been kind of teasing little pieces of it here and there out along the way. You just never really know how much of it's true, how much of it Rick is con- is lying about, how much of it is, like, maybe this is even our Rick that we're seeing. We never really know. But I thought that them exploring that, I was, I thought that was actually surprisingly moving. I was like, wow, I didn't expect them to go there with this in a season that I think has gone out of its way to avoid the continuity. And when it went back to that, that's when I liked it the most. Yeah, I'm with Melina on that. It's As I was saying earlier, the show has sold its fans, especially on its continuity, for five seasons now. And they've teased this continuity, basically tell some backstory of Rick. I mean, I feel like that's not a spoiler to say that because you don't know anything about what that backstory is because they haven't told you anything honest up till this point. They've hinted or beat around the bush at many things and then also backtracked and said some of that was a lie and then finally we get it here and i felt like that's been earned you know five seasons into a show where you say oh yeah we're never going to get to that is a fine place especially in the season finale to finally be honest about that and the way they used it was also in a way to show the growth of our rick just like i feel like we get a bit of that in you know two episodes prior like i was mentioning of seeing more of him seeing himself when he was younger and hating that and hating himself not for understanding that and understanding what he did wrong when he was younger as well it's it's this is a season about both morty's growth in standing up to rick but also then rick being like shit i i actually kind of hate that i am as shitty as i am he's not going to be less shitty but he's he's a rick that understands when he's shitty more and at least balances the same way that he there's an episode in this season that i didn't love overall but i did like about how he's learning to be like shit okay fine i kind of appreciate that jerry exists 
now sort of <laughs> fine and it's like yeah that's that's an episode that's also been built up there's been enough rick and jerry one-off episodes it's like yes he must have a bit of an appreciation for him at this point in his life may not really like him but you know an appreciation the other thing that i really like about this is that it really actually explores the changing or the the evolution of beth and jerry's relationship like that's constantly been changing throughout the course of the show and I like how in every single one of them, a lot of the arcs for the characters revolve around where their relationship is. And this is the first season where it's like, okay, well, we've come to a we've come to a good point in our marriage again, and we're actually just trying to be allies for the first time instead of letting Rick be what's driving us apart and how Rick is dealing with that and not loving it. And I was like, I love that they're doing that. That is evolution. That's character development. Yeah, and I do want to chime in and say the Jerry and Beth relationship is wonderful. Season mm-hmm. one to three, maybe. They clearly have resentment towards each other because one blames the other for being trapped in the relationship. And then season four, Beth actually admits out loud, I'm not sure what kind of person I am or want to be, but I want to be with you to Jerry. And that's huge for any relationship. And then in this season, it was great to see them actually work at being a couple and not because they're supposed to be for the kids or they're supposed to be because what else is there, but because they wanted to be. And that's really neat that a wacky ass sitcom where a genius turns himself into a pickle has something like that in it. So uh, yeah, I second what Melina said. I probably enjoyed this the most out of all of you, but that horse semen sp- Bluge episode. Gross. I hated it. I don't think I'll rewatch it. Maybe. Also, episode one opens with a great character turn from Morty's crush, Jessica, who also evolved from, oh, hey, uh, she she's so cute. I wish I was with her, to an actually well-fleshed out thinking and great character with an amazing monologue in that episode. And I was sad that it kind of ended with that, and we don't get to see any more of her for the rest of the season. But that voice actress also does the voice of the car, Rick's car, and Rick's car has some amazing one-liners in this episode. (laughs) So I loved that as well. Continuity, I've never really been a stickler for it, because I like the wacky zaniness. This is probably one of the better finales, though. We started off with... Rick saying, yeah, end of season one. Yeah, Rick and Morty forever. Fuck you. That's the end. And that was a finale. So seeing it kind of turn slowly into something more of a cliffhanger where we want to find out what happens next, that is kind of cool. Not as crazy and as zany as the other seasons. It has a worst episode, but I'd have to watch them all again to find out what my favorite is. Probably the Rick and Two Crows one, part one of the finale. (laughs) That concept is so fun to me. Yeah. (laughs) Good. I'm so immature, but I laugh at all the... I want to be one of those, oh, smart, that's why I'm laughing. But I laugh at so much of the immature stuff in the show. I'm going to give it 7 out of 10 Don't Be Gross Tammies. <laughs> all right, Melina, how about you? Um, yeah, I agree that I think we've all said that this probably is easily the weakest uh, season of all of them. I think we and the entirety of the internet agree, so that's not a shocker. Um, I still think that even at its weakest, this show 
still has brilliance to it. It's still funny. It's still smart. It really does. I think it is one of those where you do have to go back and give an episode a second chance. I remember when I saw the dragon episode, I did not like it the first time. Now it's actually one of my favorites because I went back and watched it again. And I was like, oh, okay, now I see what they're doing. This is cute. And I feel like this season, I'm just, I'm not as excited to go back and rewatch a lot of it because it really, it really does feel like filler, but it's not bad filler. It's just okay. But when it does reach the final three episodes, that was when I was, that's when I thought they totally tapped back into what everybody loves about this show. It's funny, it's sardonic, it's gross, but it's also incredibly smart. And when they hit that last three episode, the last three episode arcs, I was like, yes, now I'm actually enthralled again. Now I'm excited for the next season. And I just hope to God that they take a little more time than they did this time around, because I think that this, this season is proof that a year is not long enough for them to develop. They need more time to really polish. All that said, yeah, I'm going to give this seven and a half out of 10 plumbuses with extra schleem. <laughs> All right, Elliot. What yeah, do you think? I think I've, I'm coming off harsh here. You know, that's because I love this show. I really do. This is probably in my top ten shows of all time. I think this is the weakest season. But you know, as Melina said, that's because a lot of it's filler. But it's you know, it's Rick and Morty filler. So these are episodes that I probably will go back and watch at some point. I just think they could have been better written. I think. Yeah, I agree. I think they needed a little bit more time. This show is smart, but it's not like molecular physics kind of smart. It's more lightly deconstructing sci-fi tropes smart you know you don't need a doctorate in science to understand these jokes and that's why i i get kind of annoyed when um the internet shits on this show because edgelordy people have poisoned the conversation i i, I did i like this season we're only at the halfway point of the show we're supposed to get five more seasons after this i hope that we're not seeing the diminishing returns i'm a little bit concerned but i'm also still hopeful for the future so I am going to have to give this seven out of ten garbage goobers. <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> uh, so yeah, for me, I, I'm i a big fan of Rick and Morty. I can't say I'm like a huge, massive fan, but I definitely always catch it every time it premieres, every season, watch all the way through it, and I've watched Penny repeatedly. I don't know if I can say for me, and this is definitely the weakest season for me because I haven't rewatched other seasons like all the way through in a while. But there's definitely a lot more episodes that like, kind of stick out to me as like, yeah, that's not brilliant or it's not masterfully, you know, feeling connected with what I love about the show. I mean, there's one episode in this that I really greatly enjoyed, but we haven't even talked about probably because it just doesn't really even connect with anything else in this that much, which is the uh, A Reconvenient Mort, which is one has a really good summer in Rick story of them just saying, you know, fuck it, let's go out and have a good time, you know, why do you all want to be an adult? And then it also has just a good, like, Morty, like, relationship story and learning about himself. Also, two of the best cameos this season, because, uh, number one, we get somebody dating Rick who is, like, the most floozy of floozies. Exactly what you would want for him and it's um a jennifer coolidge mm. who you would always expect to be playing oh, that yeah. just airheaded uh character and then also you got allison brie 
playing like a female uh, Captain Planet. And it is just, it's kind of perfect. Those those things stand out to me as great, but we just haven't talked about that episode because I don't think it stood out to any of us as like anything amazing in this season, which is sad when it's actually entertaining compared to Rick Dependent Spray, which is just so weird we at least have to talk about it. I feel like that's this season in a nutshell. There's some great cameos. We get Steve Buscemi in here, Jim Gaffigan shows up, Christina Ricci's in an episode, Timothy Oliphant, and it's just like none of that like that's this thing that this show does great it gets great cameos that just come in as characters where they just kind of meld with the universe and sometimes you might pick up on the voice but it's more of just being weird i i love as we said where the season ends i enjoy that at least the first two episodes that had some continuity stuff didn't love them and then it's just a mixed bag throughout so if you like freaking morty definitely watch this season i'm probably gonna watch a few more of these again i'm at least gonna tell people if you want to watch the weirdest episode of Rick and Morty can watch Rick Dependent Spray, but I'm not going to watch that again because I don't need that weirdness again in my life. Um, And I kind of hope that the big continuity thing at the end of that one that does come back later maybe isn't a big thing in the later seasons because that was just kind of their unnecessary extra gross on top of a gross episode for no reason. Yeah, leaned a little too far. I'm going to give it. Yeah, exactly. It just, no. So yeah, I'm going to give this uh, this season seven and a half out of ten miners that deserve to die <laughs> in the bottom of a mine shaft. Oh. <laughs> that's, uh. that's not cool. I watched that with my boyfriend, and uh. that we actually got into a, like, a debate about that. And I was like, see, this is why I actually really still like the show, even when I don't think it's firing on all cylinders. It actually got me having a serious economic and ethological discussion about miners. 